Welcome to High Vibin' It with your hosts, Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. Are you ready to make the most of your life, manifesting your inner desires while living a more aligned, inspired life? Start here. Now, here's Kelsey and Lindsay. Hey guys, happy Monday. Um, last week, this is, well, first of all, this is High Vibin' It. This is, uh, uh, I'm Lindsay, certified hypnotherapist. I'm here with my soul sister, Kelsey Aida. She's a self-empowerment coach and best-selling author. And last week, if you turned, tuned in, we talked about you know self-talk, creating an inner dialogue that facilitates the best kind of manifesting you can and like really amping up those powers. Today, we thought we'd take a step back and dive even deeper into what really drives your self-talk and creates that dialogue, and that is self-love. So we're going to talk all about ways to create that if you don't have it or give you more of it if you need more and uh, maybe some things you haven't heard before. So I'm really excited to dive into it. Yes, it's going to be such a good episode. And lately, I'm so passionate about teaching self-love because it's transformed my life in so many ways. And I've really been practicing it very, very diligently, especially in the last couple of years, because life has thrown some curveballs. And if you don't love yourself a lot, it's very hard to deal with them and to cope with the stresses and to know how to self-soothe and to know how to like connect with that innocent little child that's just like along for the ride. So yeah, today we're going to be talking all about self-love, how to start loving yourself more unconditionally, which almost nobody has the tools to do. So we're here to help provide some of those tools. And it's going to be just a really high vibe self-loving episode. And I'm here holding my rose quartz crystal if you're not watching the video on youtube then you are just listening to this and you can imagine me with a little crystal in my hand because self-love like there's lots of tools right anything that feels good to you is going to help you in this like realm but my crystal of choice for this is rose quartz because rose quartz is known for its gentle compassionate high vibe energy and so whether you're trying to manifest more love as in like a partnership or more love for yourself um it's great to meditate with this stone it's great to manifest with this stone I like to sleep with it sometimes it's like my homie so yeah I'm just holding it today so I can channel all the self-love messages to the best of my ability. and just this this is actually pretty funny because last night I went um, online shopping because I don't know why lately I've been feeling the need to shop. It just ended Prime Days and I just went freaking ballistic on Prime Day. But um, I, I found this necklace online of rose quartz and I'll probably wear it as soon as I get it. So you'll see it in a later show probably. But it was rose quartz and I was like, oh, this is so pretty. I have to get it. And then today on the show, we're talking about self-love and I didn't know she's going to bring crystals to the table. Let's be clear. I had no idea. She held it to her forehead. I thought it was awesome. But um, yeah, it's just so weird, right? How we feel like those synchronicities are like, oh, coincidence. But no, there is no coincidence. We're supposed to talk about this. I'm supposed to get that necklace. And um, yeah, self-love. I almost wore mine today because I have um, a rose quartz necklace too. And that's a perfect way to utilize rose quartz because when it hangs around your heart, Mm -hmm. then those crystal powers are going to your heart chakra to heal whatever pain or sadness or lack of self-love that you're feeling. But anyway, enough about rose quartz. So let's dive in. <laughs> get some if you need it. <laughs> yeah, get okay, some. So let's talk about what self-love is first and what it kind of looks like, right? So what is self-love to you, Kels? So to me, self-love is 
accepting all of who you are, even the parts that you might not necessarily like always. It's knowing how to comfort and soothe and support yourself. It's being kind and compassionate and understanding towards yourself. It's basically treating yourself the way that you want other people to treat you. Because a lot of times we don't necessarily know how to love ourselves and we need other people, people outside of ourselves to show us how or to do it for us. But when you learn how to give yourself the gift of self-love, that's the real game changer. And a bonus is that you will start to manifest more people in your experience who can love you at the capacity that you love you. So yes. you won't need them so much for validation and confirmation. They'll just be like a bonus. So I, I want to back up a sec because I know you said something like self-love is about loving those parts of you that you might not always like sometimes. Yeah. So a good, a huge misconception with self-love is that, well, I thought I had to just love every part of me all the time, 24 seven. So go and go a little more into that about how maybe you don't always need to love every part of yourself and the difference in that. Yeah. So let me just make it real practical. When there's a part of yourself that you don't love, it's probably only because you don't understand it. You haven't seen its value and you don't understand its purpose or why it was created. So, for example, a really popular example would be a lot of people have anxiety. They have an aspect of their personality that is very anxious or they have a part of themselves that is always feeding them anxious thoughts. It's easy to be annoyed and frustrated with this part and feel like I don't love this about myself. It's so annoying. It's holding me back. I can't get rid of it. But... When you start to understand why it's there in the first place, which I've already done the work um, with a mentor of mine to do this, and I've come to a realization that my anxiety started happening because it wanted me to have a great life. So if there's any sort of threat to me having a great life, my anxious part is like the pre-worry. It worries for me so that I don't have to worry later. So it's like, oh, you don't have enough money to live your dreams or, oh, um, you should be doing this or, oh, whatever, whatever. And it's not doing it to be annoying. It's doing it with the intention of helping me live my best life. So when I understood that my anxiety was actually on my side, it was trying to help me in the only way that it knew how. Then because I understood its intention, I loved it for being so loyal to me. Like my anxiety is my best friend. Like it just wants me to live this great life. It's the pre-worry. It's just always warning me about things. It might not necessarily always have a super valid argument, but it's doing its best to help me be happy at the end of the day. And that's like so beautiful. So when you can see the innocence in all your different aspects and the value to all your different parts, that's when you can start to love them because you understand why they're actually there. And like at the core of who we are, we are all like innocent, pure, loving beings, which I know is going to trigger a lot of people because then they're going to come and say, well, what about the murderers? And what about the psychopaths? And what about all these people? To this argument, which is very valid, I say that these people have lost touch with their innocence. It's not that it's not there, but it's buried deep inside of some other traumas and problems that they have. So what do you think about that, Lynn? That's interesting. I like that you say that because it brings me to, like we talk about personality 
uh, things we might not love about our personality. But I, when I was saying that, I immediately thought of physical things that people yeah. may not like about themselves. But I know with a lot of my clients that I've seen who maybe are overweight or want to lose weight, you know, hypnosis is huge with that. Um, always, almost 99% of the time, it comes back to, well, now what I understand about my weight gain is that it was actually emotional weight gain and that it was something I wasn't giving myself or even better, my body took on the job of protecting me because I felt like I needed protection. This isn't always the case, but in a lot of, I would say what we learn in school in our training is that like 90% of weight issues are emotional weight issues, which is why they take so long to work with because it's, it's a whole process with healing that stuff first and then going to that. So your body and your mind are loving you, whether or not you recognize it, whether or not you see it. And so this show is just about learning how to see those things and love yourself back because your soul loves you. Your body loves you. Your mind loves you. You got to love you. <laughs> There's all these parts of you that love you. It's just getting on board with it. And really, like you said, understanding why and where it comes from and what it's actually doing for you, you know? And if you can't love certain parts of yourself or your body, you can love the resistance to loving yourself. Interesting. There's always something next in line to be loved. And this is something that I learned from Matt Kahn, who's a really awesome spiritual teacher that I love. And he wrote this amazing book called Whatever Arises, Love That. And that has been like amazing for my self-love journey. And it's all about holding space for whatever you're feeling and whatever arises, love that. So let's say you're trying to love that you've gained this extra weight, but you're like annoyed about it and you can't love it. Okay, so go into the aspect that's annoyed about it and can you love that part of you for being annoyed on your behalf? Can you love um, the part of you that doesn't feel like loving yourself today? Can you love the part of you that doesn't know how to love that yet? There's always something next in line to be loved. So if you can't love the thing you're going for loving, love the resistance love the not knowing, love that you're at least trying, you know? Yeah. And then there's that whole thing of like, well, if it's not getting me to love myself, then what's the point of loving annoyance? What's the point of loving frustration or resistance? Well, the fact is the more you practice the love itself, the easier it's going to be and the more seamless and effortless it's going to be to just one day wake up and really like who you are. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like by loving your resistance that you're encouraging yourself to be in a state of resistance more of the time. It's not that. It's your understanding yourself and your understanding that there are different aspects of you and different parts of you that all serve different purposes. And your resistance maybe doesn't, isn't ready to love that. And that's okay. You know, it's about having compassion. It's about understanding. And this takes practice. Like it's not just going to come overnight. You know, you're going to need to do some like self-work to get to this point. But today we're going to give you some pointers and some places to start and some resources to help you dive into all of this because it is like game changer. I think it's like the basic. It's like what you need in order for everything else to kind of flow, right? If you don't, if you're really great at doing affirmations or you're really great at journaling or you're really great at loving other people, but you don't have this piece, you're going to constantly wonder why it's not happening. You're going to wonder why it's not working and why these things are happening for everyone else except you. You got to love yourself. You have to. You're the antenna. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And making this really practical when you said like, why is this happening for everyone, but not me? If I had that thought and I was trying to practice more self-love, I would love the part of me that feels sad that for feels me that, that other people have great things and I perceivingly don't, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just going to keep throwing in these examples because I feel like they're really helpful to see it in action. Like, how can I have these negative thoughts and still love myself for having that thought? How can I love the part of me that proposed that thought in the first place? How can I have compassion for it? How can I understand it? And how can I see that it's on my side? Because pretty much every part of you is on your side to some degree, even if it's an unhealthy coping mechanism, even if it is gaining emotional weight, it's happening for you. Yeah. So there is a way to find gratitude or at least make peace with it or at least appreciate why it's happening. Yeah, there's just that. That's a great one. Just that simple tweak of why is this happening to me? Just change one word in that sentence. What why is this happening for me? What is it trying to give me? Um, What am I not seeing that I want a better understanding of? Because nothing will ever happen to you that you won't be prepared for and you won't be at least. kind of okay going through the process if you are comfortable that it's happening for you. I can't think of one thing, you know, that might happen that you'd be upset about if it was happening for your betterment, for your soul evolution and those around you, right? Because that's the name of the game, I think. Yeah. And it takes time to get to that perspective too, because obviously anyone playing the opposite perspective would be like, well, what about when my child dies? Like, how is that happening for Why me? Why do you always have to have a family member die in these examples? First of all, because oh. I feel like that's the most traumatic thing. So I just go there. It is. It absolutely <laughs> is the most traumatic thing. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. You don't yeah. hold, I don't hold space for those thoughts because oh. I'm way too close to that situation. <laughs> well, you're a mother. So for you, it's like more real for me. Yeah. I mean, I have family obviously, but I haven't created my own family. So I don't feel, I don't have that threat in my immediate reality. Yeah. But I mean, we don't need to go into that. But it's always happening for there. you, period. The end. It's always happening. And for sometimes you. you don't get to know why. Yeah. But you also have to accept, which is hard as fuck. But it's true. Also, I say fuck a lot because I'm passionate. Dropping so those hard Fs. <laughs> those hard Fs. Dropping those hard Fs on so, the show. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because this is who I am. So <laughs> hashtag self-love. If there's one thing you're passionate about, it's this. It's self-love. It's manifesting. Oh, it's attraction. So. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sometimes I'm passionate about it, but I don't think, no, the one thing you're passionate about is this. So when you're talking about something that's super passionate and that you have a lot of feelings about, you know, you get up on your pedestal and you talk about it and you say the F word all the time. It's like, it's like programmed out of me because I have little tiny children, but um, I, I'm feeling it with you, Kels. I'm feeling those hard Fs with you. Anyway, um, so what does, I want to talk about what self-love looks like, but I also want to talk about what it doesn't look like and what it what yes. the opposite looks like so okay let's, let's do the get, opposite first and then so, we'll go what it does look like yeah so when you when you don't fully love yourself there's about a million and one different ways it can show up in your life but you always recognize it right you always it, it's never a feeling that just goes away it might move to the back of your mind or it might numb for a while but you always feel the lack right of love. So it, it shows up, uh, the common ways are how you talk to yourself, which we talked about last week, um, putting yourself down or brushing off compliments is a huge one. If someone gives you a compliment or, or like, uh, 
compliment your shirt, for example, and you're like, oh, yeah, it was on sale for like a dollar, so don't worry about it, or, you know, whatever, <laughs> or you did a really good job with this, or, oh, well, it was easy because blah, blah, blah. You can't just accept a compliment. I think that one is probably the biggest one. And it, Or if you can't receive anything in life. If you're having trouble receiving, it's because you don't love yourself enough. Or find that you're deserving or worthy of yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Which, if you did love yourself, you would recognize your worth and your enoughness, your innate perfection that everybody has regardless. But when you don't love yourself, you've lost sight of that, and then you don't feel worthy of the things that you want. So also, self-sabotage is a huge thing that people do when they well, that's the opposite. don't love themselves. Oh, yeah. No, we're talking about that. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. you're right. When they you're don't on it, you're on themselves. it. When you don't love yourself. Yeah. So, and, and the sad thing is, unfortunately, if we went the opposite and, you know, if you called, if you said, let my hair look nice, you'd be like, oh, yeah, thanks. And I just like fluff my hair and I'm like all into it. We look at that as like, oh, she's so conceited. I cannot believe her. What is she doing? You know, so it's kind of unfortunately pre-programmed into us. I don't want to say, especially as women, but holy crap, it's true. Especially as women, you, you don't, you learn not to buy into it. You learn not to like feed into the compliments or the, or, or people being nice to you for many, many reasons. One conceited Two, you're probably not going to end up safe in that situation. So there's so many reasons why it feels society wise, not okay to love yourself because then you're conceited or you're selfish or you're egotistical, right? Well, and from a like, a commercial perspective, big companies don't want us to love ourselves because then we won't spend money on their products. So like, first of all, they want you to think that you're ugly and you're fat and you're horrible and you need this and you need that to be pretty enough or skinny enough or good enough or sexy enough. And they just feed you from day one that you're not enough. And that sticks with you whether you wanted to absorb it or not. And society, like you said, when people love themselves, if you love yourself too much, quote unquote, then you're conceited, then you're full of yourself. Like there's actually a really healthy way to see yourself from the eyes of source and the eyes of God and be all about yourself. And that's not actually being conceited. You know, that's just seeing your brilliance. That's recognizing your greatness. That's embracing how radiant you are. That's seeing yourself through the eyes of source, which people make wrong all the time. How many times do you think people call children conceited and egotistical when they when they are proud of themselves or when they say, oh, I did a really good job with this or they're proud to show their work or whatever? Again, like we say almost every week, um, you're basically a nine year old kid inside. So whatever, if you wouldn't say that to your kid or think that about your kid, you cannot think it about someone else because we're all human and we are all just children walking around in grown-up suits. That's Mm -hmm. it. So you keep, I mean, we're born with, we're born with this source light inside of us. We're born with this idea that anything's possible and magic exists and I'm awesome and you're awesome. And I'm so glad, you know, about everything. And then somehow it just kind of falls on its face because of people. (laughs) Yeah. Telling you you're not good enough and you shouldn't be ever good enough. People want us to stay small because it's, it it makes them feel bigger or it's in their service or it helps them make more money. You know, everyone's in so many motives, not always as pure as they naturally would be if they weren't so traumatized and egotistical in a bad way (laughs) or not a bad way, but a not beneficial way. Yeah. So Anyway, enough yeah. about that. We could just well, go on for an hour complaining about and how we probably will. ruins us. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna 
keep diving into this. We got to go take a short break and we'll be right back talking more about how to love yourself. We'll be back. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you feel like there's something in your mind holding you back from your vision of success? Do you feel like you're constantly in the cycle of trying, failing, and starting over again? If outdated limiting beliefs are keeping you stuck, hypnosis might just be the tool you've been looking for. Go to lindsayrobinson.com for more info on how to get your subconscious and conscious mind working together to achieve your goals and align your mind with success. That's L-Y-N-N-S-E-Y Robinson.com. If you're serious about raising your vibration and feeling better, self-love is the fastest way to get there. Not only is it the best way to feel better, but it's also the fast track to manifesting all your desires. Kelsey Aida has created an entire online video course to walk you through the process so you can finally realize your divine perfection. High Vibe in it. Listeners can get a special enrollment discount with the code High Vibe. Visit RadicalSelfLoveCourse.com to get started on your self-love journey today. That's RadicalSelfLoveCourse.com. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to High Vibe In It with Kelsey Aida and Lindsay Robinson. Check into the show today by calling into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to high.vibin.it.show at gmail.com. That's high.vibin.it.show at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, welcome back. Lindsay here again. And right before we went to break, we were talking about uh, what self-love doesn't look like, the opposite of what you want to do, and what a lot of us find ourselves doing, whether we know it or not. So we're going to continue talking about that. Um, we we had a few ideas during the break about how to expand on this idea. So Kelsey, why don't you kick it off? Yeah, so we made a little list here, and I want to read it to you guys. So some <laughs> of the ways that self-love the opposite of self-love shows up and you can identify when you're not being self-loving is one, if you're mean to other people or if somebody's mean to you, that's a surefire way to tell that they don't love themselves because you can only love others to the capacity that you can love yourself. You can only understand others and be empathetic towards them to the capacity that you can be for yourself. And this it doesn't always go hand in hand because there are some people who are extremely compassionate towards others, but not to themselves. They don't extend that also back to themselves. But for the most part, general rule of thumb, mean people are not self-loving. So if you're mean to yourself or other people, then you are not having your self-love pants on. And this, hold on. I want to add something real quick because there's a lot of, um, in my life, especially in my younger asleep days when I would see somebody or that really annoyed me. And I guess sometimes still they'll really annoy me. And there's something about them. Like, let's say they're always late. Right. And I'm like, I cannot believe this girl. She's always late. Why is she doing this? It's because I'm always late. Okay. There's a lot of times that you'll look at a flaw, what you perceive as a flaw or something that you don't like about somebody. And 
it's almost every time it's something that you are guilty of or something that you at least are self-conscious about, right? Because self-consciousness is, is, is a little branch off the self-love tree, but it's not, you can still be self-conscious and love yourself, uh, self-conscious sometimes and still love yourself. But those things that you see in people that are flaws or things you dislike usually have to do with you or someone you know, probably you, <laughs> that you don't necessarily like about yourself. Yeah, and it's actually pretty healthy to use people as a reflection and just yeah. like assess where you're at. Like relationships in your life will show will bring to you people who are similar to you in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And if you can recognize that in them, then oftentimes you can attribute it back to yourself and be like, "Wow, that's where I'm at today." Like I made a new friend and he's really like kind of perfectionist tendencies and I'm just like man I see so so much of myself in this kid like (laughs) is that really what I'm doing to myself and I watch him do it and I'm like that's so harsh and then I think of myself and I'm like oh yeah I do do that to myself and then I'm thankful for the law of attraction for bringing me this mirror so I can become aware of something that I don't necessarily want to keep doing in such an extreme way Mm -hmm. so yeah being mean to others being impatient with yourself is a sure sign that you're not practicing enough self-love being hard on yourself being a super perfectionist not taking care of yourself like health wise like if you're feeding yourself really bad food not going to exercise like just constantly not um, honoring your body that's a sure sign that you're not in your self-loving mode Um, feeling unworthy pretty much ties into everything we've listed on this list. Um, if you're not feeling worthy, if you don't feel like you're enough, it's only because you haven't accessed the perspective that is the truth of source of God of this universe that you were created enough. So you don't have to be, do, have, or become anything different than what you are in order to be worthy because you are created worthy already. So that's the truth that you can adopt more once you start practicing more self-love. It might not feel super authentic yet, (laughs) but I can tell you that it's the truth. Also, if you are, okay, everybody does this. This is really great. So conditions, we place conditions in the way of our self-love. For example, we say things like, I would love myself more if I was skinnier. I would love myself more if I made more money. I would love myself more if I could find a partner. I would love myself more if condition, insert condition yeah. here. Yeah. If you have conditions in the way of your self-love, one, it's super normal. Everybody does it. Two, Knock that's... It off. <laughs> well, yeah, but the the way to kind of work through this and something that I teach in my course, Radical Self-Love, is to make a list of all your conditions that are stopping you from loving yourself, like in the examples that I was giving, like I'll love myself more mm-hmm. when, insert condition here, and then go through the list and just look at it and be like, wow, look at all these obstacles I'm putting in the way of loving myself that are so unnecessary and I don't want. And then what I have my students in radical self-love do is go through the list and cross off every single one, one by one, they go down the list. And if it says, I'll love myself more when I'm skinnier or whatever, you just look at that and you're like, that's some bullshit. And then you cross it off. (laughs) Well, and even, even taking it further, what, after you cross it off or even right before you cross it off, write down why that's not true or write down why that doesn't have to be true and then cross that shit off. Sorry. That's an S-bomb. <laughs> I always apologize when I swear. Don't you. apologize for being passionate. <laughs> yeah. Cross it off. 
Okay, so now that we've talked a bunch about what self-love doesn't look like. Not yet, not okay, yet. Okay, we're not there We had this debate over the commercial break, and, I, and we're on the exact same page with it, but I know that it would be a great conversation to just touch on. So when you think about self-love and when you think about not being judgy and not and having compassion for others, in my head immediately pops up uh, augmentation, plastic surgery. So uh, initially... You, a lot of people look at somebody who's had a lot of plastic surgery, even one or two procedures and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she would do that to herself. She obviously has low self-esteem. So let's talk about why that's bullcrap and, and what it might mean instead. Yeah. So the way that I view it is it depends on the intention behind the plastic surgery. Yes. Because you could have plastic surgery and it could be the most self-loving thing you do for yourself. Or you could have plastic surgery because you really, truly hate that part of your body, which in that case, it wouldn't be coming from a self-loving perspective. There's two different ways to do it, you know? So it all depends on the intention of the surgery. Maybe somebody really doesn't like their nose and they've always been self-conscious about it. Or no, better example. Maybe someone has really um, crooked teeth and they've always felt self-conscious to smile you know, and they really just want more than anything to be able to smile more and express themselves more freely and not have to worry about what other people are going to think or say, and they don't want to be susceptible to bullying or whatever. In that case, the self-loving thing would be get some braces, fix your smile, (laughs) like um, embrace your confidence and do what you got to do to feel better so you can be more of yourself. Like that's, that would be a super self-loving case example. I think a great blanket statement would be whatever you can do to be your authentic self and feel inside and out that you are exactly who you came here to be. That is self-love and and whatever you need to do to get there, as long as it's coming from that place, should be uh, supported and should be cheered on and rooted for. But I mean, we, we we're very physical base where we just look at something on the surface and we have all these kind of conclusions about it, which may or may not be true. Holy crap. Is that common right now? But I wanted to touch on that because it's very, it's a big, um, uh, kind of specter around the idea of self-love where people have all these conclusions that they think they have about it. So I wanted to talk about that and get that cleared up, um, because it's super important. Yeah. And another body example that's coming to me is like when you go to the gym, you can go to the gym from a self-loathing place or from a self-loving place. When you go to the gym is your perspective. I'm going to the gym to change my body because I hate my body. Or is your perspective, I'm going to the gym to love on my body, take care of my body, promote better health, circulate some blood, get my body moving and take care of myself. Because those are two very different vibrations, two very different intentions, but the same action on the outside. So you could see someone who goes to the gym all the time and you could think, oh, they're so vain. They're all about their looks. Or maybe the truth is they just really love taking care of themselves. It feels good for them to move their body. Yeah. And the same goes like we were talking when we had um, uh, our expert about the hormone imbalance, right? We were talking about sometimes when you're having low days, all that you need and want to do to love yourself is eat crappy food. And sometimes, and, and, you know, I use the example of dessert, like some kind of cake or ice cream or whatever. The intention behind it is everything. Your biology reacts 
to your intentions. And somebody who is hating themselves as they're eating a chocolate sundae is going to have a different, if this is, I swear to God, this is real. They're going to have a different biological reaction in their body to somebody that's eating it because they're proud of them or because it's a, it's a, it's a way to appreciate themselves or be proud of themselves for something that they did or just freaking give their mouth a party. I love dessert. I will never stop eating dessert. And I love every single bite of dessert that goes into my mouth. And I don't think I'm ever going to stop, but it's the intention that goes behind it. You know, if I hated myself for doing it. And the other thing I want to say too, whether you're going to the gym or you're making your boobs bigger, or you're having a chocolate sundae, if the intention is not pure that to reflect your self love, nothing nothing will ever be enough. So you're going to keep having to go back. You're going to keep going into these cycles. You're going to keep trying these things and trying these things, coming back and hating yourself again. So these are ways to healthily, you know, get back to that path of loving yourself and find that person that you came here to be um, and really start living true and authentic to yourself. Yeah. And a practice that's really helpful with this. And it's something that I teach my students in radical self-love. And I actually learned this from Teal Swan, who's a really awesome spiritual teacher. And she has, she has really interesting perspectives because she um, talks about the shadow side of things and the light side of things, not just the light side of things all the time. So it's really interesting. But anyway, she encourages people to ask themselves when they're making any type of decision, what would someone who loves themselves do? So let's say you get an invitation to a party and you're kind of tired. You kind of want to go, but you kind of don't want to go. Ask yourself, what would someone who loves themselves do? Is the most self-loving thing in this moment for me to stay in? Or is the most self-loving thing for me to go out and connect with people? It could be different from minute to minute, person to person, second to second. So just checking in all the time and asking yourself, what would someone who loves themselves do is something you can do throughout the day. And it will always help guide you, especially if you use that in conjunction with your intuition to do what's best for you in that moment. That's similar to what I do with my, something I do with my clients, which is think of the person, any person alive or dead, fictional or real, who you think embodies that self-love. Think just everybody has somebody in their mind, right? So think of that person and then the same thing. What would they do? What would they do? Most people, every time I ask this, will say Beyonce. They'll say um, like Madonna. They'll say freaking, I don't know, who's that actress? Some kind of, I forget what her name is. I'm going to remember the second I stop talking. But um, just anybody, usually somebody famous that they think embodies that idea of self-love and really like fierce, unstoppable confidence. And then just approach it from that angle whether because sometimes people don't don't even understand what it would be like to love themselves so they can't even think about what would someone who loves themselves do I've I've had a lot of clients who just come up with a blank space they're like oh I don't even remember the last time that I felt that yeah they don't know yeah so if you give it to a person a separate person like a celebrity or somebody that you think is that it's it's a little easier because you still feel detached but you can still make the decision you know yes very interesting So let's move into what self-love does look like and how we can start incorporating more of it into our day, into our rituals, our practices, our routines. And I always have this motto that life is just a series of moments. So when you can find more moments to practice self-love, and I believe every self-loathing moment is an opportunity to practice self-love, then 
you're good to go. So as long as you have some exercises and techniques under your belt, you can keep applying them day in and day out, every hour, every five minutes, whatever you got to do to start practicing because it really is a practice. It's not like you're going to go from hating yourself to loving yourself in five minutes just from one perspective change. Like it takes time and it takes um, awareness to really be able to hone this skill. And you have to want to, because there will be people that listen today that are not going to be ready to love themselves for another year or two years. Luckily, this is on demand, so you can listen to it again. <laughs> but there are people that are listening like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm starting. This is, I'm over it enough. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm ready to love myself. Sure. To you have to want to. Hating yourself. Yeah. I, just, I just can't get behind it. I know why people do it. And I understand that it's taught to us. But if you really want to live your best life, self-love is key. Like yeah. Oh, my gosh. Without it. Look how stressed I'm getting just thinking about <laughs> self-love. I'm like, like come on, guys. I'm melting. <laughs> okay. So what self-love looks like? Some of the more uh, potent ways that you can start incorporating self-love into your routine are self-forgiveness so can you forgive yourself for the things that you maybe did that you feel like were a mistake things you didn't like can you have compassion for why you did them etc etc this is something I also teach in radical self-love pretty much everything we're talking about today I teach in that course which I'll get into kind of towards the end if you guys are interested in enrolling um but yeah self-forgiveness do you have anything to say about that Linz I mean forgive yourself So easy, right? Well, no, there's there's a there's a really great. I'm always going to go back to hypnosis because this is the it's the only reference point I have to when I've uh, been able to help someone facilitate through this. You know, so um, whether it's doing a visualization with seeing yourself in front of you or seeing that child in front of you or wh- whoever you were when this thing or whatever you need to forgive yourself happened, and having that dialogue in in an alternate. Uh, altered state so that you're still a little bit detached, but you're able to start that healing. That is the best way. Journaling is a really great way um, to really flesh out what needs to be forgiven and why it's okay to forgive and why maybe um, you, you're able, you're allowed to forgive yourself, right? Cause we feel like we, we want to suffer a little longer sometimes like, well, I'm not ready because I still need to be punished for something. Yeah, I need to punish myself. Yeah. Popular. Whether or not we say it right out, this is what that's what you're doing. Otherwise, it would be easy to just kind of forgive and forget, in my opinion. Yeah, so self-forgiveness is huge. Um, something I've noticed is really, really huge in the self-love game is parenting your inner child. So seeing your innocence, getting to know that little version of you that still lives in your heart, and taking care of it and giving it love and giving it safety and giving it yes. what it needs. That is so profound and it's emotional work so you know you have to be you have to be ready for all of these things you have to be ready you have to want to do it because nothing about self-growth is ever easy but it's always worth it every single time yeah and that's why in radical self-love one of the very first lessons I teach is we go into it and we just create the willingness and the openness to and the bravery to love ourselves because sometimes you have yeah. the intention and you want to, but you're scared of so many things emotional or you just don't know where to start. And so asking God, asking the universe, asking source for um, the strength and the courage and the willingness 
to be open to loving yourself is like step one because setting that intention brings it to you like 10 times more intention back to intention intention is everything so we're going to take another break we'll be right back teaching you more ways uh going deeper into the ways we've already talked about about how to love yourself and move forward from today we'll be right back we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel If you're serious about raising your vibration and feeling better, self-love is the fastest way to get there. Not only is it the best way to feel better, but it's also the fast track to manifesting all your desires. Kelsey Aida has created an entire online video course to walk you through the process so you can finally realize your divine perfection. High Vibe in it. Listeners can get a special enrollment discount with the code High Vibe. Visit RadicalSelfLoveCourse.com to get started on your self-love journey today. That's RadicalSelfLoveCourse.com. Do you feel like there's something in your mind holding you back from your vision of success? Do you feel like you're constantly in the cycle of trying, failing, and starting over again? If outdated limiting beliefs are keeping you stuck, hypnosis might just be the tool you've been looking for. Go to lindsayrobinson.com for more info on how to get your subconscious and conscious mind working together to achieve your goals and align your mind with success. That's L-Y-N-N-S-E-Y Robinson.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to High Vibe In It with Kelsey Aida and Lindsay Robinson. Check into the show today by calling into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to show at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, it's Kelsey Ayeda here, and we are talking about what self-love looks like and how to start incorporating it more into your life. So, so far we talked about self-forgiveness, parenting your inner child. The next thing that is super, super helpful is connecting to your heart and intuition because self-betrayal is basically the opposite of self-love. And when you can't hear your intuition and you're not connected to your heart, you're going to betray yourself a lot. So the opposite would be the self-loving thing to do is to get in touch with your heart. Do daily check-ins, like put your hand on your heart, breathe deeply and ask your heart what it needs. And I guarantee you an answer will come up and you can find a creative way to give that to yourself. Yep. So that's super important. Honoring where you are is huge. Having compassion for yourself is huge. Cheering and supporting yourself, being your own best cheerleader is a huge part of self-love. When you do love yourself more, you're able to love others more deeply, which is a huge, huge benefit. Um, Understanding and having compassion for yourself, which is kind of what we talked about in the beginning of your show, like interviewing your anxiety, seeing what's up, why are you here, how are you serving me, seeing the value in all your different parts, which is also something I teach in Radical Self-Love, is like game changer. Um, Also, what else? Oh, the biggest thing I wanted to touch on 
is I feel like people have this misunderstanding that they have to learn how to love themselves, which I know we're teaching people how to love themselves. So there is some truth to that from one perspective, (laughs) but (laughs) you really actually don't need to learn how to love yourself. You just need to figure out and learn, which I can teach you how to connect with the part of you that already Already loves yourself. Mm-hmm. already knows your worth, already knows your divinity. And this part of you, you can call it your soul, call it your higher self, call it God, call it source, call it the universe, whatever it is, it has unconditionally loving eyes for you and everyone but you. So when you connect to that part of yourself and you can see yourself through that lens, through that perspective, you will see very clearly that there is nothing not to love. Yeah. And Only nothing to worry about. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Which is for another episode. But yeah, so when you can connect to the part of you that is God, that is source, that is your highest self, your soul, that part of you loves you unconditionally already. So you don't have to learn how to love yourself, how to accept yourself. You just have to learn how to channel that part of you. And then you can see yourself through loving eyes majority of the time obviously it takes practice to maintain this perspective 24 7 but it's super 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 the key to self-love because then you don't have to go changing yourself anymore all you have to do is understand why you why you are where you're at and why you act the way you do and when you understand yourself you can have so much compassion and so much empathy and so much love because At your core, you are innocent, you are enough, you are radiant, you are amazing, but you just don't see that. It's not that you're not those things. It's just that you're not recognizing that you are those things. Yeah, too many things have happened that have like blocked your blocked your vision from what you actually are. So when we talk about all the benefits of having self-love, like um, having compassion for others, cheering yourself on, um, honoring your emotions and where you are, all of these things are things that in the beginning you're going to have to do consciously. You're going to have to try to do them because you've been programmed for all these years to not do that. So this is a new behavior, but the more you do it, the more you're, you're basically creating new neural pathways, new thought patterns. So instead of putting yourself down, you'll be giving yourself a compliment instead of running in your mind over and over about how you failed and what you could have done better. You'll be talking about why it's okay and what you're going to do to be better next time or whatever it is. So, these things will be more automatic. You might have to work at it your whole life, but it is something worth working at um, because you've tried the other way. (laughs) It doesn't seem to work. So let's try something new. That's basically what's happening here. Um, But yeah, so there was something else I was going to touch on, but I can't remember what it was. But yeah, basically these are all just ways to make self-love automatic eventually because that's where we want to get to. And nobody's going to be perfect 100% of the time. There's always going to be days and things and your your previous thought patterns and ways of being might peep their heads up every once in a while. But these techniques will teach you ways to not only recognize when it's happening, but um, squash it before it gets like uh, a runaway train. <laughs> yeah, and like how I said earlier, every self-loathing moment – As long as you become aware that you're doing that, it's not, you don't need to judge yourself for it. That's the perfect opportunity to practice more self-love. So if you're judging yourself for something, you can flip it like this. Perfect example. You can be like, wow, I really love myself for expecting so much of myself. I love myself for having high expectations of the type of person that I want to be. 
Maybe you don't love that you are being judgy, but you love the part of you that judges because of why it judges. It judges because it expects greatness of you because you're great. You see? So you can flip anything into self-loving yeah, perspective once you've practiced it enough, which I've been practicing a lot, clearly. It's not easy to get to this in like a day, but it's definitely doable. It's super as, as easy and automatic as it has been for you to put yourself down and talk to yourself like you're the worst person ever and to look in the mirror and hate the image, as easy as that is or as automatic as that is, it can be just as automatic to to have the opposite, to love who you are, to love how you look, to accept your divinity. Um, and, and that's, that's really what we're trying to get to today. That's what I was going to say actually is this, the going back to the self-talk piece, you know, you'll have these automatic thoughts popping in, but you have complete control to flip it around. It's just a perspective shift. So, Oh, I'm so stupid. Give yourself immediately three things you like about yourself. Sometimes it feels really hard to do, but three things you like about yourself. Um, and it will just kind of overpower and squash that one bad thing that you said about yourself. And that's all it is. You're just practicing. You're just doing something over and over and over. All a belief is, is, is a thought that's been repeated enough times that it's automatic. Um, and that's kind of where we're going. That's kind of all we want for you guys is to just have a different way to see things and a different technique and maybe a different strategy to move yourself forward instead of kind of going in circles like you might have been, you know. Yeah, we're here to hopefully help you get unstuck because I feel like I've helped myself get unstuck. So now the teacher in me just wants to tell everyone like, this is what helped me. This is what worked for me. This is really profound. This is really effective, you know, and I obviously I can only speak from my experience because I'm one perspective. I'm one person. Um, but yeah, that's my intention. Anyway, I whenever I learn things, I always want to share them if they've worked. Yeah. And yell it from the rooftops because, oh, my gosh, look at this amazing thing that I found. It's a recipe book for happiness or whatever. What else am I going to do with my time here on Earth? Just hoard all the good information to myself and just be like, I'm the only person who can be happy. I'm the only person who can love myself. Nobody can know my secrets. Like, no, I want everyone to do. I want everyone to feel like how I feel when I feel empowered, you know? I have a question. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a situation or or a low point where you just didn't feel like loving yourself and you actually found some sort of sick joy in like that self-hatred. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think we all come here to experience contrast. So of course you're going to have moments where you feel shitty and you're just all about it. Like <laughs> and you just wallow in it. I think that's natural. <laughs> yeah. Or like somebody tries to cheer you up and you're like, no, no I don't want to be cheered up right now. I don't want to be happy. Well, I mean, there's value to that too. Like stand in your authenticity. You don't have to fake anything, you know, exactly. like, just move through it in your own time. Just don't get stuck there forever. And don't and drag anyone else down with you. <laughs> don't bring anyone else with you for the love of God. Just let them be the happy. <laughs> Misery loves company, but geez, it does. <laughs> love attraction 101 right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's dive into some more practical. I know we've given a bunch of practical ways to start loving yourself but I want to do like a short or not short but like a quick list of things that you guys can start doing so you can have a lot of actionable steps to take away from this episode so one really cool way that you can discover more ways to love yourself is to ask yourself and journal on this very important question which is let's say you're in a relationship or you want a relationship question what you expect or want to get from that other person. Mm -hmm. So let's say you want admiration. Let's say you want appreciation. You want acceptance. 
You want them to understand you. You want them to comfort you. You want them to cheer you on. Are you seeing where I'm going with this? A lot of these <laughs> things you can give to yourself and it's your responsibility to figure out how because and that's when you become really self-sufficient and really fucking powerful. Yeah. And not only can you give these things to yourself, but the list that you create for your personal experience uh, is probably the exact recipe that is needed by you, for you, from you. So what you think you need from someone else is always something that you could give yourself. And probably that's the exact thing that you need to give yourself in that moment. Yeah. And which leads us to the next thing, which is do check-ins. You can set an alarm on your phone that just says check in. And in that moment, you ask yourself, you tune in, touch your heart, listen to your intuition and ask, what do I need right now to feel loved? What do I need right now to feel safe? What do I need right now to feel happy? Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Ask yourself throughout the day and then do that for yourself. I promise when you start practicing this, you will get answers and that's your guidance. That's your own personal self-love map because different days you're going to need different things to love yourself. It's not always going to be the same. Another really simple thing that I think adults don't do because we lose sight of fun um, and childlike ways because we get so into adulting is make a list of all the things that you love to do that make you happy and prioritize them. Put them in your schedule. Make them important. That's one of the most self-loving things you can do is give yourself a fun time. Yes. Give yourself a fun experience. There's no rule on how often it has to be because I know there's people that will be like, well, my schedule, my schedule. Anytime, anytime. There are no rules. Five minutes sometimes is enough. So there's no excuse not to do this. Yeah, so I want to touch a little bit on my course before we leave here because we're running out of time like we always do because we have so much to say. I know. About these things. But yeah, if you really resonated with this episode and you want to learn more practical, spiritual, but also down-to-earth ways to start loving yourself on the daily, I highly, highly recommend getting your booty into my course, Radical Self-Love, because it is a game changer. Basically, I teach you everything that I've learned in the last couple of years of really loving myself hardcore, and I simplify it, and I give it to you in video form, and there's homework, and there's journaling, and there's meditations, and... Like so, this is a self-guided course. I just want to make yeah, it's a self-guided yeah. course. So you enroll and you get access to all the info. You take yeah. it at your own pace. And students are literally like telling me to charge more because it's so <laughs> valuable. They're like, "This has saved me years of therapy," and I'm like, "I know. I went to years of therapy so I could learn all of this <laughs> stuff." Okay, like I know. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys need help with self-love, definitely enroll in the course. All high vibe it. High Vibe Net listeners get a special little discount. So just use the code High Vibe at checkout and you will get a special little bonus discount, which is super awesome. And it's already super cheap, in my opinion. There's also payment plans. So it's really, really accessible. Um, so yeah, get your booty in there. And next week, we're going to have a really awesome guest on the show who's talking about manifesting love, which totally ties into self-love because what we didn't say or get to is that when you love yourself, you become a vibrational match to your soulmate. Did Yay. you Because when you become your own soulmate, you have no choice but to attract other people who love you the way that you love yourself. So like if you want to be accepted, you want to be seen, you want to be understood, when you start doing that to yourself, uh, hello, soulmate comes in. So we're going to be talking about this next week. So definitely stay tuned. And yeah, we love you guys. So go and love yourself. 
Yes, it's going to be so fun. Love yourself. If you have any questions, reach out to us, and we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of High Vibin' It. Be sure to join Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida for another great program next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We can't wait to have you join us again soon.